I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. My kids are struggling with things. Teens in the youth group are struggling with things. It's like, I don't, I don't know how to help them. Yeah. They're asking questions that I don't know the answers to. And I have to go search and I feel bad or wrong that I don't know the answers. This book, one of the takeaways was... All right, welcome to the Couch Time Podcast, where we give you tools to connect with your kids and point you to Jesus. I'm here, Aaron, and I'm here with Ryan. Woohoo! And we are uh, exciting, transitioning. We are going to wrap up the book discussion today, and we are going to set up for future podcasts that we're going to be getting back to regular content and episodes, uh, because what happens in two Sundays, Ryan? Oh, August 22nd. Kickoff, baby. We kick off youth. It's a ma- it's a I cannot believe that August, we are in August. Um the headmaster of my daughter's school sent an email out saying, "Hey, school starts in 2 weeks." And it was like I like I got punched in the face, you know. Um headmaster? Principal. Yeah, he's headmaster. He's got Hogwarts. <laughs> My kids do not get wands at the school that they go to, <laughs> but they do have a headmaster. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm causing ADD. Whole, no, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, either way, I got the email. And it's like school starts in two weeks, and it just crazy. Uh, you know, it's like we're in the swimming pool still. We're in summer mode. It's like I feel uh-huh. like camp was a week ago. Uh-huh. Just I can't believe school starts in. in like a week and a half, two weeks now. Um, I so personally, it's I was telling my volunteers at church, I'm like so ready for school to start. Yeah. I'm tired of like planning for the school year and everything's like a little bit ethereal. Get here. get here. I'm ready to yeah. do the thing. The way I describe it to people, to parents who ask like youth ministry, like how's summer compared? I bet summer's so great. It's like, well, yeah, kind of, but it's, it's like a crapshoot. Yeah. Summer's just sporadic and crazy. There's Saturday events, there's Sunday events, mm-hmm. there's weekly events. It's like the youth... The school year is nice because it's structured. Yes. Every Sunday there's routine, there's <sighs> rhythm, get into it, yeah. and it's like expectations are there. Um, so, yeah, on that note, the podcast, that's kind of like I'm really excited to get back into for, you know, our regular podcast. You know, summer's different. We do this book discussion. But we launch back off uh, next Monday, mm-hmm. I think, for for – yep. Next Monday or the 23rd after we kick off either way. But in the next coming weeks, we're going to get back to regular weekly content. So let's wrap up the book discussion. Um, we have been working through this book this summer, Engaging Your Teen's World. Um, yeah, just a helpful book as far as it hits on what we're trying to do with the podcast to equip you to engage with your teens, you know, to point them to Jesus. That's what we want to do as a student ministry. So it's a tool that um, – that I really love that I think can be helpful. There's nuggets in it and there's truth and principles in it. So to wrap up, Ryan, what would you say is your takeaway from the book? Your one, your favorite thing from the book? I'll do the takeaway and then my favorite thing. Oh, two. Two nuggets. Maybe I, and I hope I'm not stealing because I'm going to ask you that same question, but hopefully I'm not stealing your thunder. But I think the takeaway, they talk about having a one conversation, which is actually just an ongoing conversation. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the theme that sort of threads its way throughout the whole book of like, you need to continue to have these mm-hmm. conversations, not a one time talk about dating, but to continue to talk about dating, not a one time yeah. talk about fill in the blank, but continue to have conversations throughout 
your child's upbringing. Yeah, yeah. My favorite thing, I'm going to throw out a favorite chapter. Nice. And it was chapter three. In part... It, What's the title of that chapter? <laughs> this is the thing that... This, this chapter cracks me up because it's called Your Wisdom, Their Wonder. And it talks about that. It talks about how your, your children have wonder, but they need your wisdom. And you have wisdom... You need their wonder. Yeah. So you, yeah. But it also hits on like four different topics, which I think is kind of fun. It's yeah. a little bit yeah. exhilarating. Um, and some of the topics are some of my favorites. Um, so it talks about the wisdom wonder thing. And then it moves on into this topic of shouldn't the church be discipling my kids, mm. which I think is a good thing to think through of like, and then it goes into some data of like 72% of parents expect their youth pastor to be discipling their teen. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a big thing that we talk about. I don't know about talk about often, but I don't know if we directly address it, but it's like we as youth pastors are not the primary, should not. We don't yes, want to be the primary be, yeah. spiritual. For some kids, we will be, but just because maybe they don't have believing parents or mm-hmm. whatever. But if you're a believer, we, we believe it's most effective if you, the parents, are the yeah. primary spiritual influencers yeah. in your kids' lives. And I think in that chapter, I think in that chapter, maybe it referenced it else, elsewhere, but... It talked about God's design for raising the next generation is families. Yes. Like parents have the the God-given designed responsibility to – so it's it's a matter of not just, oh, this is our preference and what we think. It's like biblically, you know, as a mother, as a father, like raising your kids is about teaching them the fear of the Lord. And mm-hmm. um, so kind of hit on that, which was – it's not just – yeah, it's not a preferential thing. It's It's a God thing. Yep. The truth, yeah. Yeah, and so I think it just goes back to like a philosophy of ministry we have of like we want families to be primary spiritual influencers, but when yeah. the families are partnering with church, with mm-hmm. youth ministry, we are a secondary voice. We are a community we get to with assist. their peers. We get to assist in what you're trying to do. Yep. Yeah. We hear yeah. all the time, it's like from parents, are like it means a lot when I say it, but it's even, it's added bonus when mm. they're also hearing it from their friends and from yep, their leaders yep. too. And I love that. That's really powerful. So that was my favorite chapter. It's a good chapter. If you were to read one, that'd be one. Yeah. So how about you? What, what stood out? What was the thing? Well, you were going to say a takeaway and your favorite thing. Oh, or that was, that was that kind of my takeaway. Yeah. It was gotcha. that chapter and sort of that philosophy of ministry. But, and then I also talked about how, um, like the main takeaway from the book was the one conversation. I gotcha. So. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think my favorite my favorite part about the book is how systematic it was. That's just how I think. <laughs> so if when you read the book, it's very – is repetitious a word? Repetitious. It repeats and they kind of drive home what they're talking about, which you said was this one conversation. But what they do is they say, here's what, here's why, here's how. And so it's like they just kind of hit on that and built on that. So um, it's very helpful for me because I get so into the rhythm and routine of student ministry and planning. And it's like I need to remind myself of what the why is. Hmm. And the book really hits well on um, teens need need adults to help them know how to process, help them know how to think and apply truth. Um I get in student ministry, Ryan, I don't know about you, you're, you're new at Grace, but your experience as far as student ministry goes, um, parents, I don't know 
if you're listening and you have teens, I don't know if you feel this. I assume you do just because I do as a parent of younger kids, but they will be <laughs> teens. And I imagine it's just exaggerated when they sure. get to be teens. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. My kids are struggling with things. Teens in the youth group are struggling with things. It's like, I don't, I don't know how to help them. Yeah. They're asking questions that I don't know the answers to. And I have to go search and I feel bad or wrong that I don't know the answers. This book, one of the takeaways was at the very beginning and parents, I hope, yeah, go read it, you know, read the chapter, mm -hmm. if nothing else. The takeaway for me is there is a divide between parents knowing uh, the culture that their kids are in mm -hmm. and it's okay. Yep. Like it's okay. You don't have to have all the answers. Yep. Um, so that's, that was the most encouraging thing to me and continues to be. And that wasn't something that I even got from the book. It wasn't new, but how they articulated it was like, I'm old now, kind of somewhat disconnected from teens in their world, but it's like God's word is still relevant. It just takes a little bit more work. So that's the why behind doing the work of ministry is God's word is relevant. We need to engage. We need to apply it. But it's okay to not have all the answers. It takes time. So I don't know if that makes any sense. That's a very long-winded answer to my takeaway, which is it's okay to not have all the answers, but we need nowhere to go f to get the answers. Uh, so do the work. I think that's really good. I think that might have been mentioned in Chapter 2, and I think they they talk about how every parent's working from some sort of knowledge deficit some deficiency yeah. deficiency yeah. and like because of that it creates different responses yeah fight or flight yeah i think it was the most important conversation and it was talking about the the difference yeah yeah um but you're right it's set up it, it was systematic in that way like mm -hmm. because of that it sets up how we might have been parenting but also it, it can be encouraging to know you're not the only one yeah, encouraging to know you're not the only one, but it's like, hey, you're not crazy. Like, you don't have all the answers. Um, yeah. And, you know, that goes a long way because parents, your kids are in a totally different culture than when you were a kid. Like, it's just a fact. Uh, and it can feel very bizarre because technologically speaking, social media, influencers, the language, it's just it's just vastly different. Um, so to wrap things up, that's my takeaway. Um, what was the second thing you had too? You had a takeaway and then your favorite thing? Yeah, my favorite thing was a chapter. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of a synopsis of what my takeaway was, but something else that I really liked, which which I have remembered. So whether I, I wasn't reading the book and like, oh, that's so good. I actually didn't like it when I read the book. It was kind of like, a, that's a weird phrase, the um, be a third-way parent. Like, what? Oh, sure. uh, third-way, like that's kind of weird, not mm -hmm. catchy. But it has stuck with me in regards to ministry but also with parents it's like encouraging them to engage mm -hmm. so you just said it and to wrap up uh quickly here parents you can do this it's overwhelming it's daunting raising kids raising teens in a culture that is so different than your own you don't understand um, social media the platforms out there for communication it's daunting but we want to encourage you uh, and the book does as well to be a third way parent which I just referenced, which I didn't like, but it stuck with me in the sense of essentially what that means is the first way that you could parent is you can you can fight. Mm -hmm. So all of the stuff that your kids are going through, you can fight it and resist it because of the dangers of it, because you're scared of it, and it's so different than what you know. The, the, the second way that you could parent is to, uh, to fly. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. to not fight it, but to fly, like bury your head in the sand and pretend that it, it doesn't exist and just hope your kids are going to turn out okay. It's like those, you, those are both valid options in the sense of a lot of people do them. So valid not in that we would recommend it, but what we would recommend is the same thing the book says. Instead of the first or second, the third is engage. So instead of fighting it, instead of flying away from it, pretending like it doesn't exist, you engage. That takes the most amount of work, but in doing so, there's fruit to be had. Um, so that's kind of the, the summation of the book. And uh, yeah, it's really, really good. And yep. I think the devil is out to, out to kill, out to confuse, uh, out to destroy. And God wants godly parents to help teach their kids what it looks like to love and fear him and to resist the devil and to flee from temptation. Um, we need to renew our minds, and it's like that takes work. It takes time. It takes diligence and vigilance. Uh, parents, you can do it. you got to model it for your kids. Um, you are teaching them what it looks like to be an adult. You are raising them, and they're going to they're gonna pop out on the other side of 18, and um, the fruit of your endeavors are yet to be seen. So, mm-hmm. Ryan, anything else to add before we – Transition. No, that was well said. Cool. Um, all right, closing up. Uh, we're done with the book. Summer is coming to a close, which is, again, exciting, sad, sad exciting. all of the emotions. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm very excited and hopeful for this semester and all God's going to do. We're excited about the podcast and a lot of episodes and stuff that we're going to be doing. Something, parents and any listeners, that you could be on the lookout for in the next week. We're going to be putting out a survey uh, that we would love for you to answer. going to be short, going to be simple and easy, uh, and we would love your honest feedback. It would be very helpful for us. Uh, and I hope helpful for you as far as giving us uh, some feedback that will help make the podcast more enjoyable for you if you listen or – maybe palatable for people who don't listen to podcasts. Um, Yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. We do this for you guys. Um, We hope to see you all soon and have an awesome week. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at the Couch Time Podcast. We'd love it if you would take a moment and leave us an honest five-star rating. Let us know what you thought about the podcast and let us know if there's any topics you would like us to cover. You can comment below or email us at podcast at graceky.org.